Welcome to Get Your Rocks Off with Mick Wall, the world's leading rock and metal writer. Each week, he'll unpack stories, stories that you won't find in print. So pour yourself a Jack and Coke and get ready to get your rocks off. This episode is brought to you by the Get Your Store. For all of your Get Your Rocks Off merch, including t-shirts, face masks, and yep, Hotel Tropicana coffee mugs, head over to getyourstore.com. Right, I'm going to speak like I normally would. I just switched on, bang. Am I? No. Oh, well, speak, go and speak. All right, I'll speak. A la mode, a la mode. just give me a chance. Hello, and welcome to another scintillating edition of the world's favourite music podcast, Get Your Rocks Off. Get Your Rocks Off. With me, Mick Wall, and him, John Hotton. Yes, you won't see my name on any of the merchandise, no, the publicity, not. and nothing like that. No, that's no. not that's not been contractually agreed <laughs> as yet. So when you well, you're buy, still, you're still auditioning. When you go you? to getyourstore.com, you'll see the name Mick Wall features which, very, very prominently. Which is what the kids want. It is the kids. It's what the kids the want. The kids to the 19, 20 year olds of today, they're desperate. They're going get us Mick Wall. Get us. Get us that guy. What you, you know? What's the name of that guy? Um, you know the rapper guy Trey or someone. Get us Trey and Mick Wall. That's what they want. Who the, who the fuck is or, Trey? Or Skepta. Get a Skepta. Is it Skepta? I thought Skepta. it was Scepter. No, that's <laughs> or Spectre. No, it's Spectre, isn't it's it? Not, it's not Skepta, the rapper, the the grime artiste. Scepter. No, Skepta. Skepta. Anyway, get to go to get your store and get down with Mick Wall. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is what the kids want. We give the kids what they, what want. they want. We do. Yeah. And what do they want today? And listen, you know, as auditions go, you know, you're not doing too bad. Thanks. So, so if I were you, I'd feel encouraged. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> ah, lovely, lovely. Right, John. Today, yeah. as you well know... Uh, as I was informed a minute ago. Uh, as I only thought of one minute and three seconds ago. Yes. We're going to talk about the mighty, and you can only mention this name, prefaced by the mighty yeah. Judas Priest. Judas. It's such a great name, isn't it? It's a it's fantastic name. It's a brilliant name. name, Judas Priest. Was he a priest? Was <laughs> Judas a priest? Or are, they say, now. or are they saying? Are they saying Judas was a priest, or are they saying this priest is a bit of a Judas? Uh, what I like is when they shorten the name to just the priest. Priest, yeah. See, I like. You know that. who they mean. You know exactly yeah. who they mean. Yeah. If I'm watching a television program, you know, a detective show, and and it features a priest, and the te- and the detective goes, let's. Interrogate the priest. Yeah. I immediately imagine they're going to Walsall in the mid- yeah. Midlands of England to interview, uh, the, interrogate the, the priest. priest. Yeah, and they wouldn't get anything out of them because no. those guys are rock hard. <laughs> Especially Rob. Rob. Rob Halford is rock hard. I saw a picture of Rob today. You saw one today? Weirdly, weirdly before I came over here. 
came up on uh, Facebook or something. He's just posted a new picture. He looks like Father Christmas. He's got a big, <laughs> big uh, white beard, long white beard. And, a, and a, obviously a cowboy hat and in his leathers and stuff. A cowboy Yeah, he's, well, he's in Phoenix. He lives in Phoenix. No, I know he does. Like, I don't think he wears yeah. a cowboy hat. Well, he does. He had a leather. He wears a cow. I know he might wear the leather chaps. I'm just he telling you what I saw. Hat. I'm just telling you what I saw. He wears a ca- he had a cowboy hat, the <laughs> big white beard, and at first I didn't even realise who it was. Did he have a Did and he then, have a, a bat a sheriff's badge? He had like a uh, just an identifying badge on. So I'm you know I'm Rob. Ask me about priest. No, he didn't have a badge or anything. <laughs> it was his Facebook no, account. No, like a sheriff. Badge. He's you know, not a he's wearing, not a real well, he sheriff. He's a got fucking, fucking a, because it's about nine thousand degrees and he's bald as a coot. Yeah, but a cowboy. Well, hat. whatever. That's where you get your beanie on. It isn't used it? to be fashionable. Don't you remember back in well, you know back in the <laughs> old days, Reading Rock? If you used to go to Reading Rock about nineteen eighty one, you used to have one of those Before leather ca- one of those leather cowboy hats. People in the crowd would wear. Oh, it's hat. a leather. Yeah. Like oh leather. no, that's different. Yeah, you didn't say like, leather. It's like a Stetson. A ten this gallon. is a man who wrote the song Hell Bent for Leather. Yeah, yeah. And he's carried it through his entire life. Yeah, because he's the real deal. Yeah. Well, I don't know, for maybe in his downtime, he just like puts on a comfy <laughs> pair of, yeah, sports direct. Da- I tell you what, mate, if there's one band that never has downtime, it's oh, the priest. Come, come, come! No, no, no! The they've priest. been waiting. They've been waiting to do that Aussie tour for about six years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean that he's not, you know, focusing yeah. every day on, on the, the top. Fa- Sharon's on the phone every day. He's nearly there. We've nearly got him up. Nearly got him out of bed. <sighs> well, I mean, this immediately makes me think of that story of her dad. Don Arden, yeah. when he managed Gene Vincent. Sellotaping Gene to the mic Gaffer stand. taping yeah. him to the mic stand. Yeah. So knowing full well that as soon as he began to sing, yeah. he'd just fall over. Yeah, but it didn't matter. Didn't matter because he'd The sung, gig was underway. So what paid. they could do is the priest could come on, the priest could do their set, then Ozzy will come on, and he, you know, he might or might not make it through his set. But if he doesn't, then Rob just comes back. This As he has done many times for other bands. And, and he just comes out and does it. Yeah, yeah. he's better than all the, He's good as he's all those guys. He can do all he those guys. He can do all those guys. He's done Sabbath. He's done, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what I heard from, a, from an insider <laughs> and whose, whose name I cannot Reveal. give you the actuality yeah. of. Um, but I assure you it's a real person. He yeah. said to me, one of the reasons the tour hasn't taken place yes. is because Ozzy says there's no way he can follow Rob on the, onto sta- the yeah. stage. Yeah. And I think that just is, is shrewd, you know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Because <laughs> Rob still, Rob still does the great entrance on the bike and all of that stuff, you of know. Of course he, he does. Can't, of course he does. In fact, I'll tell you what. do a, what he used to do. On a serious note, yes. um, the last time I saw The Priest in play action. live, yeah. Was in London a few yeah. years ago. A few years and, ago, um, twenty-five years ago. <laughs> and no, no, it was the first time. Just, I, oh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. No, no, oh, this was, was no, no. Seriously, this was Glenn was still in the band. Yeah, but um, Les Binks was, was still in the band. Hey, what? Les Binks was still in the band. Rob still had long hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it was in recent times. And my God, they say was, and I've seen them many times over this. 
they were seriously the best I'd ever seen them. Yeah. They're even better today. Last time I saw them was in Victoria Park when they did so. I might have been like Classic, Classic Rock, Rock Festival, Festival or something yeah. like that. Which, yeah, about yeah, 10 years obviously, ago. Obviously yeah. did well, didn't it? Because it never happened again. But uh, they had... They had uh, Got got down there in time to see Queensryche. Or it wasn't Queensryche, it was like Jeff Tate's version of Queensryche. Right. So he was doing all the, you know, I'm part... Because Queensryche obviously nicked half their stuff from Priest, Absolutely. didn't they? they were all, oh, you know, oh, Empire! All Empire. that, all of that, yeah. And Operation Mind Crime. Jet City War. Yeah, it's like Rob could have just... I mean, Rob, Rob could have walked, one sailed into that yeah. band. Yeah. So Queensryche did their thing and then... The Priest came on. It was the time of Nostradamus. They'd done the Nostradamus concept album. That's right. Fuck, it was what so good. Rob comes on in like this. He's got this leather coat yeah, on. Of yeah. leather, And it, it must have weighed about, you know, oh, fuck yeah. 100 pounds. He At has least. something to prop him on the stage. But he comes on, he's got the hood as well. and you Because obviously he is... He's, as as the lyrics is. go, I am Nostradamus. I am. Rob he's got is this, Nostradamus. He's got, a, he's got a trident. He's got a big <laughs> trident that he's holding. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. He's holding a trident. See, this is proper, yeah, proper rock metal. frontman and they, stuff. Yeah, they start up in the crowd, and he robs with his trident. I am Nostradamus. It was great. It was great. And then the hood goes back, and it... Oh, it's Rob. I don't know who we're thinking it was going to be. Oh, it's Rob. It's Rob. It's amazing. It's not Nostradamus. It's Rob. From the second he's on stage, he's never, as it were, yeah. sort of off. Oh, no, no. In, it's, in like, it's a show. It's a show. It's, the show he's is back bang. to the audience. On. He's still on. performing. And I think, I think at the time, I think you're right, I think KK mm-hmm. had left for his KK. New KK. KK had left for his new occupation as a professional golfer. <laughs> um, and, uh, well, KK's back. Oh, is he back? Ba- he's got a new band. Oh, oh, I thought you meant he's back in The Priest. No, Oh, his no. new band. Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Blessing's not even in The Priest anymore, is no, he? No, no, but that's only because he's incapacitated. Yeah, not he's, he's, not, been he's unwell. Left. But he, I, I, they had a guy who was who was like KK, 25 years younger, which must also be like a massive kick in the balls <laughs> if you're the guy who's just left. You know, if you're well, KK. And you look up at The Priest. It's very hard to get anyone older, though, well, no, but it? you look up at The Priest, you know, and there's the younger version of yourself. And this guy's running around the stage doing solos and all the rest of it, you know. He said, oh, Reminds okay. me of when Yannick oh, Gers joined yeah. Iron Maiden and yeah. Dave Murray, who, who, who'd spent his entire career... <laughs> Just standing still. Looking like he was actually sitting back, leaning yeah. on a stool. Doing his fishing. He's not the one who does fishing. The other one does fishing. Adrian But he's it. just stood there... You know, like Dave, was, Dave just stood there looking they both, gorgeous. They, both looked, they were either in the Maiden or down by the riverbank. You could, it was hard to tell which. Well, Dave Murray was Mr. Laidback. I mean, he, yeah. in, truly, truly, like, you know, yeah. when he wasn't in the well, band. It was hard because you got Harry and Bruce, like, running around constantly... It's like being in the midfield of Manchester City. You know, you've got this guy running there, this guy uh, running there. My feeling is that Dave still would have just stood still, whoever yeah, well, he's he would, a, that's, until, that's what you do, isn't it? Stand still. Until Yannick comes in. Yeah. And so I suppose that's a bit like if, you know, KK's looking at... What is the new guy called, John? You know no one knows what he's called. No one knows actually. That's he's true. Just actually, called, no he's just, just called, called K. He's just like KK. K- maybe maybe he's called KKK. Not- K- K- <laughs> I don't think. KKK. <laughs> K- 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 no, no, no. Yeah. Let's not go there. No, I'm pretty it sure he's. doesn't matter what he's called. No, he's called not KK. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not K- Ken. He's probably called Ken. <laughs> like, as, well, this is a very old no, no, joke that we'll probably have to explain. There's not KK, and then there's Ken Tipton. Just to explain very briefly, it, in the glory days of Bros, wasn't it? The, the Viz 
comic because no one knew who the other guy in Bros was. No one even knows there was another there, guy. There, 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 there was Luke him. and Matt, the brothers, and there was another and guy. The other guy. And they called him Ken. They started calling him Ken. And Ken became this sort of generic name for anyone in a band you didn't know who it was. That's right. Yeah. So, that, right. so, so for example, Warrant would be Janie Lane and four Kens. Four Kens. Yeah. Or Axl Rose in the years when he was the <laughs> yeah, only... Yeah, it was Axl and like it seven was, other Kens. It was or Kens and Roses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kens and Roses. Kens and Roses, yeah. Do you know where you are, baby? Yeah. You're with Ken yeah, yeah. and Roses. Yeah, that's exactly... So they're all... So that's what a Ken is. But, so, uh, but ironically, KK's actually one of the K's stands for Kenny, doesn't it? Yeah, because he is the original the, immortal. I mean, Ken. Yeah, but we know who he is. But of even, course, we know. But who even doesn't he doesn't know who KK even is. Even he got rid of the Ken and said KK just Which sounds better. Which was a better. master. Sounds better. Because I tell you what, in that band, um, Glenn Tipton was always the, the man. leader. Yeah, he's like, the, like he's Steve. a bit like he's a bit like Iomi. Just this yeah, kind of like tough, am, yeah, you know, or Steve Harris leader, in yeah. Iron Maiden, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in terms of being the tough guy, you know, he was sort of like a oh, yeah. quite silent, but you know, I mean, to the outside world, I'm not, I'm not saying in the balance, to the outside world, you know, I don't think he was there's, silent. There's right? Glenn, you know, no, I'm gonna have to stop you there. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't, no, no, hang on. I don't think it's that he was well, silent. No, no, shut, no up. One's shut up! I don't think it was because it was silent. Oh. It was because the other guy was blonde and had a cool name like KK. KK. So you go, who's the guitarist? He in could have gone, KK. You could you go, have who's G the other one? And you G -G. go, G -G. So He should have called himself GG. GG Tipton. And they're over the first hurdle. Yeah. yeah. Gee, Here comes Gigi Tipton on the outside. Gigi Tipton yeah, yeah. up the level of the KK. Good KK Irish, the half Irish half fella on, on board there. <laughs> They're all, uh, that's amazing. Horse the racing announcers or, or, or American. Well, yeah, yeah. They go nice, yeah. Here, here, the Kentucky Derry. Here comes Judas Priest. Judas Priest on the inside. Oh, he's on the outside. Oh, he's on the falling off his horse. Oh, he's back on his horse. Oh, he's eating his horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's that. exactly what that's it's exactly like. That's exactly what it's exactly. If you listen, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. No, no. So back to the priest. No, K K K. No, K K K K K. Yeah. Five K. Five K's if Mick. Five K. Five K's if Mick Walls reviewing. And you've taken me to America. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Especially if you've taken him to America. Well, only four if it's the I, I, for I, the painkiller. I'm going to rewind now because it's interesting. This is going to this is going to dovetail with the story I'm going to tell you. Oh. One of the very two stories are we getting. I think, and I'm just trying to think if this is the actuality. <laughs> it's not, it's I think not. the very first band, and I have told part of this story before, but not this part. That I ever, is this the well, buying underpants again? Yes, but that's not the part I'm going to tell. The part is I went on the road with right. the priest yeah. in 1978 yeah. to the glamour spots of Wolverhampton, I think possibly Civic, must have been Civic Hall. Civic Hall, got to be. Uh, Leicester, De Montfort Hall. Got to be. And possibly a Birmingham Odeon or something. Somewhere like that, like that. yeah, yeah. And um, and it was quite hilarious because I've told the Rob Halford buying underpants story before, so we don't need to tell that. But, but you're now in the underpants for the rest of the tour. You, <laughs> you put well, the underpants on. Over, well, over yeah, your Yeah, because Rob, Rob, Rob 
to briefly recap the underpants story. Oh, we're going to tell the story. Well, no, no, no. As I remember it, as I remember it, Rob showed you the underpants he wanted to buy and you were you were ambiguous at best about them. You, he said to you, do you like these? And you said, I'm not, I, I'm not bothered or something like that. You, you, you underplayed how much you like the underpants. I, hang on. So I think... So <laughs> I, think I, I think... I think what happened is... Halford's probably passed, you know, given them to you by this point. What drug are you on to? I <laughs> just under, asking. Hang on. Just ask. I, I have it's to tell the story again because that, I've told that story a million times over the years. At no point do I recall the moment where I underplayed okay, so, how much I liked the underpants. Yeah, so, do, so he says to you, do you like these? And it, you reply. Yeah. To see, there you go. That's <laughs> underplaying them. <laughs> Mate, you, if not, you really, no, if you like, if no, you no, like, context, you go, you context, go, oh yeah, they're, really, they're nice, Rob, I like those. 1978, like, you What you should have said is, I can see you in those. <laughs> they would suit you. No, they what I should have said, you. no, what I should have said was, you'll have to try them on. <laughs> in no, the listen, middle of no, Woolworths. Now listen, here's, any underplay was for didn't a let reason. you try underpants. No, listen, what, no, the point is, is it's 1978 in yeah. the Midlands of England, yeah. in Woolworths. Let me tell you, the selection was not, not enormous. Not huge. It was like one. Not huge. The, the selection was small, medium or large, <laughs> yeah. grey or more grey. Yeah. And did you want pre-made holes in the arse? Yeah, yeah. You know, which of course Rob did. <laughs> John was say, saying earlier. You can't say that. I think they were those, you remember those kind of Y fronts you used to get. And because it was the 70s, they, the Y fronts would be brown, but they would have like orange piping <laughs> around the Y. But I reckon they were like that. That's the sort he got for you. So the actually, rest of the tour, no, no, you've you got what. them on. You've got the little underpants on because you, what you're trying to do is you're trying to curry favour with Rob. Because as I remember it, that. In the rest of the well, the rest of the story, the gig happens, and you go you go backstage to be effusive. A KKKK guys, <laughs> great show, and they go, "Oh, we don't believe you thought that yeah, was any good." That's true, yeah. That's yeah. true, yeah. yeah. So the next day, I reckon, guaranteed, you're in those underpants, even if it's only to make Rob feel better. Well, this this could be true, but yeah. uh, there's a plausibility to that. Um, my brain, obviously, has, through trauma therapy, has wiped out the actuality. Yes. But here's something I do remember, yeah. which makes me think, perhaps there was... Can you hear that? That's co- <laughs> that's By the way, that's Coco. Coco. That's not John. Yeah. Like, Coco, Coco, Coco has over. heard the underpants story before, yeah. as you can tell. Coco is actually lying... We've got a made-up bed in the room today. I don't know yeah. why. We're not making sweet love later, <laughs> are we sure? Um, can you hear him? <laughs> All right, it's not that boring. Yeah. Um, in 1974, I knew a girl who had a pair of knickers that had written on them, the milkman left his cream up my back passage. Oh, saucy. So, cut saucy. To, cut to four years later you've with still, Rob, you've got there could pocket. have been all kinds of Stop. variations on a theme. Not in Woolworths in the Midlands, though. In Wolverhampton on a rainy yeah. Saturday. That cheeky Midlands sense of humour. No, because in my, in my memory, he's holding up these things that are about as big as a, you know... Barn door. As a barn door, yeah. <laughs> big as a big thing. Yeah. So... Here was here was my story. Um, that one of the nights that we were away, Rob wasn't around ever after a gig. Okay, and I still hadn't sussed it. I don't know why. I mean, mm. you know, it's so obvious. But 
Uh, he was also one of his first tours in all the leathers. Right. And he'd come out with a yeah. whip and yeah. all that. And, and Freddie Mercury had just done that like a year or so before, around that same time. And uh, shut up, Coco. And, um, um, and you never used to see Rob after a gig. He used to disappear mysteriously. Mm. Who knew where he went? So I'd be hanging out with KK, KKK and Glenn, Ken, yeah. Tipton. Yeah. And um, they were hilarious together. They were so funny because they didn't have any pretensions. Yeah. So we were in Wolverhampton or Leicester or somewhere like that. And, and where do you go after the gig, you know, on Sunday night in Leicester? Yeah. Seven, yeah. The best we could Back do was... to someone's house. Or well, it was either some, crash someone's yeah. wedding party, you know, or... or um, some weird kind of ballroom thing. Like a snooker club or something like that that stays open late, yeah. Like that, but but bigger, you know, like yeah. Goldie's in Staines. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. The Watford chicken and a basket circuit, you know, it's yeah. just appalling. And, um, <laughs> and um, it was all middle-aged couples having their meal and, and all that kind of stuff. And Glenn and KK are like, you know, it's the night after the gig, so they're like looking for birds. Yeah. No birds, no birds to, be, to found. be seen. So they end up having just to talk to me. And I remember Glenn was, it was just so brilliant. He was going, you know, people, I don't know if this is Glenn's voice, but this is a generic, this is the same yeah. voice I did for Ozzy yeah, and Bill it, Ward. It, yeah, it is, yeah. He goes, um, because it is the same, let's yeah. be fair. He goes, um, you know, people say we rock stars, but where's the money? I've got no money. And he put up in his pocket. He goes, he goes, see there, me pocket, no money. Then he pulls out the other pocket. He goes, see that pocket, no money there either. Till you see the money, you're a rock star. And I'm Good sitting point. there thinking, I'm earning about twelve quid a week at this yeah. moment from my one review a week in sounds yeah. or something. This so is my big break. I'm thinking, well, I haven't got any money, so don't look at me. But um, oh, what you think he was trying to get you to buy a drink? No. That's probably that's what he'd resorted oh, maybe. to. That's what he'd p- resorted to at this point. <laughs> I've bought this He probably thought I was on expenses. Yeah, yeah, probably thought, yeah. Who are you doing it for? Sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I was a twenty year old freelancer. Yeah, freeloader. And the and the, the um the, the this the backstory was that Jeff Barton, of yeah. course, had always written about the priest. Because on sounds there was in those days Vivian Goldman would write about reggae. Jeff Barton would write about heavy metal. Everybody else would write about punk or yeah. new wave or whatever's yeah. going on. But Barton, and particularly as punk came in after 76, 77, Barton was the only one left who was still championing heavy metal. You know, that was the reason Kiss were always on the cover yeah. of Sounds when no one had any idea who they were in this country. Ted Nugent, people Yeah, like that. Leonard Skinner. Um, so... Jeff had always championed them. And then they brought out their album in 78, uh, whatever that was, Stained Class. Oh, right. You're talking about Priest Skin now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) And he didn't like it. So he gave it to. Controversial. He gave it to Gary Bushell. (laughs) Who, Gary was this ardent punk. Punk in that oi, 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 tattoos. Sham 69. Sham 69. Yeah. Hurry up, Harry, come on. We're going down a pub. All that, yeah, all of that. Dun, 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 dun. Um, So not exactly anarchy in the UK, more like last orders, please. Yeah, Yeah. your bows. 
out on the town. And then he was transitioning into liking heavy metal. But this was before he had become fully obsessed with heavy metal. Yeah. So Barton gives him the Judas Priest album. Was it the, I wonder if it was the album with Hellbent for Leather on it because Gary just destroyed the album in his review and was saying his favourite track was Well Bent for Trevor. Yeah, and yeah. And this kind of stuff. It was hilarious, snar, 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 if you're in the office or a writer yourself or yeah. whatever. If you're in Judas Priest, Not, less, less amusing. Less amusing. Yeah. Amusant. Non. Non. <laughs> Rien. Yeah. Je ne amusement rien. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. Um, so then it's like, well, who wants to go on the road with yeah. Priest? So Barton ain't going. No. Bushel is sure as hell ain't going. Bushel's not going. Yeah. He's going to get a kick in. They go, that kid who's desperate to do stuff anything. for us. He'll just do anything. He will do anything. Anything. So he rang me and I went, would you like, yes. <laughs> Before the, question, yes. before the question was even out. Absolutely. Do yeah. you like? Yes, I do like. No, them. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Years later, when I was on Classic Rock, I used to get really pissed off with, uh, not you, obviously, because you're proper old school. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'd say to someone, would you do a story on whatever? And they go, oh, I don't really know much about them. I'm like, well, fucking find out. Yeah. How much is there to fucking know about a group? Yeah. I, do, I, do, I just say now, if I don't want to do it, I just say I don't like them. I just come straight out with it. Well, like, well, no, that, I don't like them. In those days, I would just go, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you would. Yeah, when you're freelancing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're 20 years old. You've yeah. only had, I think I'd only have one feature published in the magazine. Yeah. That was, who was that on? The Lurkers. <laughs> and even that, they oh, that heavily the, yeah. rewrote. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote a 5,000 word monumental yeah. masterpiece. Yeah. On the Lurkers. On the, on the Lurkers. And um, they turned it into 1,200 words of. Yeah, punk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, punk is for the kids. That's sort of yeah. thing. So there I am with the priest, and they were phenomenal live band. I mean, for, well, still are. Yeah. But back then, I mean, yeah. I've never seen them before. Yeah. So, um, so it was an odd, it was an odd situation. Where I was basically being punished for Gary Bush. Gary Bushels, Yes. Yeah. But I hadn't even read the review. I had no idea that this had all gone on. It was only later it all came out. Mm. Um, and, um, and at that point I didn't, I don't know if anybody really had this sense that they were going to become as enormous as they did. Um, but I think the big turning point was probably 1980. Yeah. British steel. steel. Yeah. Well, 1980 was a big turning point for a lot of people. 19, a lot of bands 80, in 1980, yeah. For, I mean, it was for the, metal and rock, yeah, it was yeah. the year of, you know, all those AC, albums. ACDC, Back yeah, in Black. Uh, Ace of Spades, first Iron Maiden album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there was lots of, lots of big albums at that time. And Priest released British Steel. Which was actually, I don't know if they, I, I, I think this might have been more good, good luck than anything, but... Because that was the year of the new wave of British heavy metal. It was. In fact, it had begun the year before, 79, but by 80, you know, Maiden have got their first album out. You know, the Saxon, Saxon. Saxon must have released something that year. I think Leopard had their first album in 80. Maybe they did, yeah, yeah. As you said, Ace of Spades. It was a real new, fresh, yeah, fresh refresh. Start. It was a fresh start. 
And Judas Priest come out with the double whammy of British steel, British steel which yeah. kind of plugs into that whole new well, they wave have, of Well, British they, they do metal. that weird thing. They have hit singles. Living That's After what, Midnight. Living After Midnight and Breaking the Law, both of which had hilarious videos. And, and both of which were absolutely brilliant songs. Yeah, yeah. For, for me, Living After Midnight, we used to call it Living After Lunchtime. Do you remember I'm crying because lunchtime no. would be... <laughs> um, it wasn't for me, I was writing in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Living After Midnight, for me, is up there with All Right Now. Yeah. There's these records that everybody knows. Now, all yeah, right it just now. comes on and it go, yeah, you, you, you hear the introduction, you go... I'm going to dance to this one <laughs> for the next five minutes. <laughs> or something dan, like that. Dan, yeah. dan, 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 dan. I always dan, remember dan, uh, Dave Ling, our old chum, absolutely top man. Uh, the first song at his wedding was Enter Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> but it was brilliant because it was just, you know, you knew Ling would have something like that. And... Uh, yeah, it's just because the opening bars are so good. It's like that living after midnight <laughs> thing. You know instantly what, you know, da-na-na-na-na, da-na-na-na-na. In fact, in fact oh, is it true? Funny. You, you told me this earlier. Is it true <laughs> that Metallica <laughs> ripped off living after midnight for Enter Sandman? They did, yeah. No, I don't know. They don't sound that similar, do they? Living after midnight. Well, that's what you Living say. after midnight's a bit like... Um, dun, uh, dun, it's a bit like dun, Smoke dun, on the Water. Dun, dun. It's just a... Just a, it's just a Sliding the chords up the neck, you know. How dare or, you? or it's like since you've been gone, you know. You know, and so living, living after midnight is just. Well, here's, so I'm, I'm going to broaden this out because yeah. I think that basically there's one riff. Yeah, it is. They, ver- they all kind of do I mean, a version of it up right and down now. the neck. If you want to hit single, that's the riff you need. That's the riff you need. Someone once told me what the a songwriter, hit songwriter, told me the secret formula of the riff. Oh, okay, yeah. Which I think is brilliant. He, his name was, what's his fucking name? Joe something, and he'd co-written "Don't You Want Me, Baby" in the Human League. Joe, Joe. He was in the Rosillos before that. The, the punk band Rosillos had that one hit, Top of the Pops. Top of the... Anyway, he wrote that. Um, he co-wrote Don't You Want Me Baby. You need to write one of those, mate. You're set for life. He told me, I was working at Virgin when that record came out, they were on Virgin, and he said, I nicked it from status quo. Oh. I went, really? He goes, yeah. He goes... But they only nicked it from the same place everybody nicks their riffs. And I went, what's that? He went, na, 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 na. Yeah, that, yeah. It's he true, said, if yeah. you can get a variation on na, 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 he said, yeah. you've got to hit. And if you think of Don't You Want Me, na, 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 living after midnight, na, 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 na. It is, yeah, it's true, yeah, very simple, memorable 
Um, yeah, no, it, and smoke on the water. Yeah, well, I did say nah, smoke on the nah, water. You just nah, turned your fucking nah, nose nah, up. No, nah, no, nah, nah. yeah. no. I'm using that as a as a as a no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was using it as a, it's a bit like and living and after I midnight. I agreed. You I didn't just... agree. You went and then went on about <laughs> something else. That's me agreeing. Uh, yeah. I just was worried that you were about. No, I had yeah. a subliminal anyway, reaction that you were about to start talking yeah. about Ross Ballard again. No, no, but, but it's Russ did neighbor. right since you've been gone, didn't he? But the odd thing about that was he wrote it on the piano. It was actually Blackmore that played it on the on the act. I, I looked it up on YouTube after you told me that story, so I didn't know that. Yeah. And there's a there's a great clip of Ross Ballard doing that. Oh really? On um, I'll have to look in, at that. In the seventies, there was Top of the Pops yeah. which, in Britain, which everybody watched, and then there was a show on Saturday mornings called Supersonic. Right. Do you remember that at all? Where they had a director in white hair and it would always have him in the gallery going, Q Slade. And oh, I kind of vaguely yeah. remember camera something two, like Camera that. two, camera yeah. two, Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cockney Rebel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gary Busher at the front. Whoa. And he would have on people like Russ Ballard or odd people doing their new single, even though it wasn't in the charts. Right, right. Just because, they, probably because they were available. Mates, yeah. Um, so, Living After Lunchtime, becomes this massive hit. The album becomes a massive hit. Yeah. And I do go and see them on that tour. Yeah. And well, at this point, he's the full motorbike. Well, can we just say that what they crap, that the video for Breaking the Law, which oh. even now is hilarious. Breaking, Breaking, Breaking the, yeah. the Law. There I was completely wasted. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's so hard. But they like they, they do go and break the law in the video, but it's, it's done. Well, you kind of oblige, It's almost like you? a sort of a... You remember those things that used to be on the summer holidays, like Children's Film Foundation? It's like that level of filmmaking. But it's really... But yeah, but it's very funny. Very funny. And they have these two massive hits, don't they? They're, they're just away. They're woof. They're away. They're part. Even though they're slightly older, as probably were Motorhead and Saxon, i.e. they weren't like Maiden right. just at the Kids. point of making their first album. They made three records or whatever. Same as Motorhead had made a couple of albums, hadn't they? Um, but... They, they get caught up in this whole movement. But what they do even more brilliantly is they export that to America in yeah. a way that probably only Def Leppard do commercially out of those first few New Auburn bands. I mean, you think about Motet never really cracked America. Maiden, you know, as you say, gold records, but not... Well, no, no, in fairness, Maiden got, did get a couple of platinum records. A couple of platinum, yeah. But... Not they the had priest. to work for Yeah, it. but priest, priest just went... I mean, as soon as, what was it, Point of Entry came out, it was like, whew, they're off. You know, they're doing techno metal. Let they're me... doing... They've got keyboards like... And then they're... Nah, 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 but there's keyboards behind <laughs> it. I'm yeah. your yeah. turbo yeah. lover. Dan, Dan. And it's like, it's great. All of a sudden, it's something. It's a bit like when ZZ Top did what, what Eliminator. It was a year after. Yeah. And that was no coincidence. Yeah, it can't be. I, yeah, I, yeah. I think yeah. they very correctly looked at ZZ Top and went, that's yeah. the way to go. If yeah. you want to get on MTV, yeah. you want to have a big... Because all they did was put like a... It was very controversial. Uh, all they did was put a, put a synthesizer uh, 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 behind uh, uh, and went... <laughs> <laughs> it was a, didn't, it wasn't well, like it was going... It wasn't going like that. You what know. Oh, I was thinking, is that Maiden? Oh, That's Maiden, God. isn't it? Um, but here's my question to you. Actually, before I ask that question, I was going okay, to say, because okay. your point about them being slightly ahead of the curve, but also fitting into the zeitgeist. Yes. I think 
was brilliant on their part, particularly Rob. But I wonder also, again, how much was just coincidence and good fortune? Because um, if Rob hadn't been going thin on top... Yeah. Because um, he did have long hair and it started to get did, thin he had on top. quite wispy. It got wispy and got thin. Got wispy. That's so he all, kind you of know, embraced the end, it. The end is nigh, my friend. It's gone wispy. He kind of embraced it. Had first of all had very short hair, which yes, is he did, tremendously yeah. unusual for 1980. Yeah, in a in a in a rock band. Um, but also, if you look and at he those, did, he did. We've just got to say really quickly, he completely hid in plain sight with the gay thing, didn't he? Because well, he came, to that. he came out in the little cap when he, as soon as he, he went thin on top, he started wearing the the cap, didn't he? He did. Little studs on the front. He did, but he didn't <laughs> pretend to still have the hair. No, 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 no. He wasn't doing a no. like a whatever, but you know. He he managed to do the leathers, yeah. the motorbike, the cap. Uh, whereas KK and Glenn and the rest of the band did have all the long hair. Yeah, and you're right because the cover of Unleashed on the e- Unleashed in the East. He's on the bike, isn't he, at the front? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I think it was a brilliant thinking on Rob's part to go. You know, clearly I can't be Robert Plant because in the early seventies, there's clips of them you can find on YouTube where. Rob Halford's got the frock coat. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, the long they had hair. The, yeah, they had that almost kind of gothic edge, sad wings of destiny, and all that go. kind of thing. It was yeah. all kind of stairway to heaven. Yeah, but not yeah, quite. That's right. Yeah, but it, but by eighty, they've now they really have streamlined. This you ain't seen before. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so I think he kind of took what could have been a big disadvantage for that genre. And turned it into, it suddenly looks like Iron Man. He looks like a superhero yeah, he, he looks before amazing. anybody was yeah, really yeah. doing it. Then that. he started getting the mirrored shades yeah. and stuff. And the yeah. whip. Yeah. Bring out the whip. Yeah. And then his whole stage present, he'd be, you know, strutting around and yeah. very masculine and, you know, solid as opposed to that kind of planty, mm. yeah. fabulous. Ephemeral, yeah. 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 Oh, the, 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 the angels. Old, do, 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 do. What do you have? The old uh, Egyptian, Egyptian stuff at the back. Do, 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 do. He ended up. With. <laughs> I don't think he had that in the seventies, but he was thinking. He didn't. He was. He was, going, he was heading towards that. He's going. I'm but going to the desert, man. Here is my question, because um, I remember reviewing Judas Priest in my first ever live review for <laughs> Kerrang, and I wrote right. that he. And this is eighty four. Yeah. And I wrote by because I think by then he really uh, you know shaved it or eighty four they're going into the middle of their their kind of first American domination aren't they I mean they're massive domination like, is what yeah I remember writing as a complete off off the cuff no biggie thing and and then it kind of took on but I said uh, Rob looked like Gary Newman's wife yeah. <laughs> which I thought he did at that moment. yeah or, yeah just you know, yeah. a joke right but as Bushel had already discovered when taking the piss out of hellbent for leather. Yes. Um, and as subsequent generations of writers, and particularly the Kerrang generation, yeah. where we took the mickey out of everybody. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah. take the mickey out of Ronnie Dio and, and you no. know, it would go down badly. We'd take the mickey out of anybody and it wouldn't always go down very well. Motley Crue, you know. Priest, I, I wonder, were they ever in on the joke? Because... Oh, completely. They must have been. Rob definitely. Rob was so tongue-in-cheek. But the other thing I was going to say, and why I apologise, because I was just very much fiddling with my phone. You were, actually. The other thing, 1984, which I thought this was right, was the year Terminator came out and was a massive film, and the year Robocop came out. And I think that was very much 
Rob was kind of taking a bit of that he was as channeling well. Channeling, yeah, he, he kind of was. You know, he, was, he became the, yeah, he android. became this kind of yeah, this Termina- android he was thing. The Terminator, he was, he was, he was the like, fucking he just, Terminator. And he just had this real presence. He still is. The he term- still is. Yeah, In fact, still, they should do a new Terminator do, movie, and he with could be Rob, like, he'd be amazing. Yeah, he could be Schwarzenegger's Terminator. Godfather. Yeah, the one who tells him what to do. The one from the amazing. half human, yeah. half cyborg, yeah. original guy that they took all the Terminators from. You yeah. know, like in Doctor Who. Where yeah, you he'd the, be the, amazing the at that. Chief Dalek. That's right. Yeah, he'd be amazing he'd be at that. Fantastic. Yeah, but I think, Rob. but I think he kind of took a bit of that because the music was quite high tech. You know, that kind of thing was very much Zeke Geisty in America. You know, people wanted, it. and he was so he was brilliant in that. But going back to the tongue in cheek thing. Absolutely, absolutely. The times I've interviewed him, very, very much smart guy. Yeah, funny, Bloody charming. Smart. Yeah, very but, cool. And and just he, yeah, you know, he understood the process, understood what you needed. Well, I guess also, um, and I'm not trying to, I'm really not trying to put too much of a fine point on this, but the fact is, gay culture has been, you know, some of the most innovative, yeah, cutting, clever edge, as well, clever, yes. Yeah. Um, knowing, humorous, yeah, knowing, knowing, it's all those things. Playing and, with yeah. tropes. And I mean, and, and as, as we know, when we, I think on a previous podcast, read out bits of Rob's book, which is <laughs> unbelievable. He was very, very much, uh, and not shy of saying so, involved in that gay culture at the time. But then you look at, you know, Bowie, gay yeah. culture, innovative. Yeah. I mean, you know, Prince very much had a big gay following, very much in touch with his feminine side, yeah. very yeah. innovative. Yeah. Um, you know, this is this would work, except it just hadn't. It, Fre- no Freddie one, Mercury, no one, yeah, Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Mercury. I suppose was the only person doing it really in hard, heavy rock. Yeah, and then Rob's the only one really doing it in metal. Although he must have looked around him and gone, you know, because because the best metal of all types is so camp. I mean, camp in the in the traditional sense of yeah. the word. Yeah. Um, yeah, because even at that time, mid eighties, you got Motley Crue coming along. Well, I mean, look at them. They, you know. New York Dolls, all of that sort of thing, chicks with dicks. It's just that, you know, another branch of that whole thing. See, there were chicks with dicks, then there were dicks with dicks. Yeah. As I think you were saying. Yeah, I think that's very true. (laughs) No, they had that, didn't they? They had that real kind of... More than Kiss. You know, Kiss would dress up in costume. Yeah, Kiss was more the superhero thing. You know, they were supposed to be like... I got the feeling with Kiss that they were pretending... You know, they were dressing up. Gene, Gene Simmons? No, I just you always say got the Gene fi- Simmons isn't really, like, isn't really the God of Thunder. <laughs> I always felt with Kiss it was an act. And of course it is an act. Yeah. But with Rob Halford, I never felt it was no, an no, act. No, no, no. It was a heightened version. He says, in his, he says in his book he was living that lifestyle. He, he was, was living after He was cruising. Midnight. He was cruising. He was cruising for yeah, a bruising. He was, yeah. Or cruising for a cruising. Yeah. But he was living after midnight. Yeah. Rocking till the door. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So, um, again, I'm just going to rewind a little bit. And I can't remember what the song was. And I'm pretty sure it was Dave Ling that told me this story, which I love. And, of course, I can't remember the bloody song now. But apparently Rob, in his audition for Judas Priest, because they did have a, a previous vocalist, briefly. Yeah. Um, he sang, he got a hairbrush... And he sang, was it a Doris Day number? Did you ever hear this story? Who robbed it? Yeah. Right. No. You never, heard, you no. never heard this story? No. Okay. I'll have to look into it and come back to you. Um, I've, the trouble is I've got Kathy Kirby's Once I Had a Secret Love in my mind, right. which would have been brilliant because yeah. that was a great 
uh, gay anthem, you know, Secret Love and all that. No, I'm sure he said, um, I was one of Doris Day's big hits. You know, John, know. you're a big Doris Day fan. Yeah, yeah. I just it slipped my mind. <laughs> okay, we will revisit it. Um, I've been told that he's denied that. Yeah, it sounds like something you say in an interview as a joke and it becomes... But, you know, because Dave Ling didn't really do a lot of jokes, did he, in, in interviews? It was always very serious, yeah. so that could be the case. Yeah. But I rather believed it. Yeah, it, well, I mean... Why not? Have you never picked up a hairbrush and, and sung, sung do- a Doris Day song not, into it? Not while I was auditioning for Judas Priest. <laughs> no. At one Only point, like, here's, here's a Russ question. Bella. Here's a question for you. Russ did not sing into a hairbrush. No, but you did. Singing Rush along. Had a, he actually actually had a very loud voice. He's very good at that. He said that in his music room, the acoustics were great, as you would imagine. Um, <laughs> But uh, but the piano sort of reverberated very. But he's you know his voice. Whoa, yeah, came power. Yeah. Know. No, people forget. I get the same talented. old dreams, same time every night, like that. God, but better. It's like Russ Ballard was. It's in like the room. he was in the room. It was like he was in the. Were you channeling yeah. Russ Ballard? I almost was. I'll do this one he did for Hot Chocolate. Yeah, go on. What was it? it was uh, so you win, win again. Just an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> and so I try. <laughs> yes, like he did Which that. Which again he is another that. variation on song. Na, 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 yeah. na, na. Yeah. He doesn't want well, to Russ has got endless variations on that. Yeah. So um, putting Russ to one side and getting back to the priest. Now help the me, 80s. Help me, my people have died. Do you remember <laughs> that one? Genocide. Help me, help me, my people have died. Help me. Genocide. We're talking of the humorous thing. Do you remember when <laughs> Unleashed in the East came out? I do. Immediately on Kerrang, we used to call it Unleashed in the Studio. <laughs> and that was what Just... Joe Elliott of Def Leppard said about it when he heard it. Yeah. But unfortunately, he made that remark to a certain photographer who wasn't yeah. known for his discretion. Yes, and it, it and suddenly the photographer for... would have liked that line. <laughs> so, so all these years later, I still think of Unleashed in the Studio. Yeah. Like no other live album no. was ever doctored no. in the studio, yeah. clearly. Yeah. No, it's a great record. It's a fantastic it's a really record. really good record. But I also remember around that time of Unleashed in the East, to me, Priest had, had taken it so far that I remember I used to kind of characterise them as um, their intros because they were brilliant at these incredible intros that went on mm. and on. Dun, 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 yeah. well, the, the interesting thing is, on Unleashed in the East, there are two covers. There's Green Manalishi, oh, yeah, Fleetwood yeah. Mac, and there's, the Diamonds and Ru- there's Diamonds and Rust. Which is a great great choice. Song, You know, Joan, Joan Baez. Baez. But if you hear the Joan Baez version <laughs> and then hear the Priest version, they're nothing like each other, but they've got that very much what you're describing, that kind of epic yeah. feel of the guitars and, you know... Um, well, I remember one video um, we used to play. I don't know if I've ever mentioned. Uh, in the 80s, I used to do a weekly TV show. Oh, did you? That's yeah, interesting. I, yeah, I don't... It's not something I talk very, about much. Very small viewership. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we showed a video. Our appeal became more selective. <laughs> and the whole video, it's like a live video. And, and the whole video is this, the, the beginning, which goes on for about two minutes. And then the song, which seems to last about one minute. And then the outro, 
which is kind of like the I've never seen it, but I've read about mm. it. The end of the third Lord of the Rings film, which just goes on right. and on. Oh, and on. No. It was like crescendo after crescendo yeah. after crescendo. And just when you think they finished, dan, 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 yeah, yeah, dan, 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 you know, you couldn't, uh, I don't know, I found you couldn't piss about with that. You couldn't. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't well, you, pretentious. Yeah. It wasn't like, we're actually really good. It was like, we're fucking we're heavy metal. We're, we're metal. heavy metal, yeah. yeah. I think they've they've always gone out of their way to embrace their heavy metal-ness. And what about these kids that, that, that killed themselves and there was the big court Oh, case I remember that was awful, wasn't it? Yeah, I do remember some of that. I, I remember, remember the, reporting it at the time because it. I think to to summarise what had happened was. I mean, there was a. It was a fevered atmosphere in America at the time. You had the PMRC, which was Al Gore's wife Tipper's organisation. Tipper Gore, which very much. I mean, uh, rhymes with when you bore. when you um, look at America now, and you see the amount of conspiracy theories and, and oh, plain. Yeah, nut jobs who are hiding in plain sight, who are senators, you know, senators who believe in stuff like the complete, you know, literal nature of the Bible. So history only goes back 6,000 years. When you understand that, you kind of can understand what the, the 1980s and the PMRC were like. They're very much this movement that rock music was the work of the devil mm. it ha- it was corrupting your children it was yeah it was making them commit suicide and the that was levered into you know with their legal system as well was levered into a case against Judas Priest and i think it was claimed that there was a backwards instruction if you played a priest record backwards it was an instruction to go ahead and but do you shoot what the yourself words were? the words were do it do it yeah something like yeah <laughs> How could we get the catalogue, couldn't it? But quite honestly, you you can find the words words, do it, do it forwards on most Priest records. You (laughs) don't need to play it backwards. You don't need to to play Judas Priest backwards to find a heavy metal satanic message. No, exactly. That's a good point. It's just weird. But it it was because, oh, it's backwards and it's... But it was a tragic case because what had happened, I think... It was, these two boys had had a suicide pact for whatever reason, got hold of a gun. Yeah. And... I can't recall exactly, but either one of them killed themselves and one of them lived, or they both lived. I think one but died and one injured himself really what, The one who injured himself, it was horrific. He mm. sort of blew half his jaw off right. and was badly disfigured. And, yeah. you know, if you're in a kind of mentally vulnerable state anyway, that must be yeah. absolutely terrible. No, no, absolutely. So it's parlayed into this court case by the lawyers. And all round, this is a nightmare for everybody. And I think Halford was quite affected by it. I'm sure he said many times because you've got that sense of oh for christ's sake this is ridiculous that you, you can't really but you end be, up be, in be, a court you end up in court look at, you know looking across at these guys and these guys for you know whatever they were fans of judas priest mm. you know whatever way life had taken them so it must have been on a human level quite a difficult thing to deal with call me a cynic but um through that whole process i remember thinking it's money it's just oh. money that's they why they were in court. Here's yeah, a million dollars yeah, yeah. to fuck off and leave us alone. Yeah. Although they never did that in the end, which no, I thought was good. Yeah, I don't think you could because then, I mean, that opens the door, doesn't it? Even if you write those clauses in saying... Because I know Ozzy got similar things. Sharon yeah. was telling me about it. And I was talking to her about it. And, and it, the more you think about it, the more absurd it becomes because you're going, it's a fucking record. Mm. 
it isn't The Exorcist or, no. or uh, The Evil see, Dead you, or yeah. those movies of the time yeah. that were considered Texas Satanic. Chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or something. Video nasties, as they were called. Yeah. Go to Shakespeare, mate, and you'll find the, the witches around the cauldron. Yeah. You know, the, the, the gothic fairy tales, Dracula. I watched Dracula and mm. then I drank the blood of my best mate. Oh, well, give us a million and we'll call it quits. You know, mm. I just found the whole thing horrible. Yeah. Well, you're trying, to make a, you're trying to make a kind of causative link between a bit of art, whatever, whether you, you know, how, of what level you ever consider it. And, you know, human free will. And I think it's very difficult to do that. I agree. Although, you know... Uh, Coming in from another angle, I can see, I totally get, because it happened to me as a kid, I see it with my own kids, I totally get how music or film or whatever it might be can influence a kid to, even if it's just for a short period, yeah. behave well, a I mean, certain probably way. Probably the classic case, <laughs> shouldn't love, was Count Grisnacht, the uh, yeah the Norwegian kid who killed his uh, yeah. Varg Vikerns, killed, yeah. killed, ki- ironically killed a bloke called Death. Yeah. Um, which was, sort you of could, was and wasn't Well, he funny. had to kill death or he might have ended up yeah. being killed you, by yeah, death. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but then, I think, is Varvikern still in prison or he's out? So he's a sort I of think mi- he's out. He's a minor celebrity mm. in Norway yeah. now for what he did. Um, but he was... I, but I, I mean, again, what, you're right. What they became so absorbed in a culture, you know, the culture of black metal, and it had these kind of right-wing elements to it as well. But but those, that was the artist killing another artist, yeah. wasn't it? These, these were kids, fans. Yeah. And I remember Bill Hicks, the comedian, around that time, did a little routine about the whole thing. Of course, I'm not Bill Hicks, so I can't mm. possibly, you know, deliver that. But I remember the, the, the punchline was along the lines of, you know, so some fucking kid blows his head off while listening to Judas Priest. One less guy working at McDonald's. Boo hoo! <laughs> and, yeah. and okay, that's in a comic sense. You know, comic comedy is always has to be harsh or it's not funny. Yeah, yeah. But I did at the time think you know there's a tiny seed of truth in there. That doesn't mean the life is meaningless. Yeah. But it's kind of a comment on, you know, how low do we have to? put the bar yeah. so that people who are clearly stupid yeah. can understand not to kill themselves when playing a Judas Priest song, you know? Yeah, backwards. Yeah. Backwards. Like, do it, do yeah, it. Yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, it could be... <laughs> And they played it backwards in court, and it it's so yeah, it's just like yeah, it's just like it's a record played backwards. You could have played anything; it would sound like that. It was ridiculous. But priests had to troop in day after day, didn't they? Were they? Here's a question for you: Were they at that point being managed by Bill Kirbishley? I'm not sure because when I first met them in '78, they were managed by a company called Arna Carter, who at that time managed the tourists who had Annie Lennox and yeah, Dave Stewart right, in it. Right. And then, of course, Annie and Dave went on to the Eurythmics. And by the time I got to know Priest again, when Bill was very much involved, was probably the early 90s. Um, at the second Rock in Rio festival in mm. January 91, they were on the bill. And, um, and I hung out with them a, a, really a lot on that. And... Um, by then, definitely for sure, it was Bill, and because they had yeah. uh, Jane Andrews working for them. Yeah, love you, Jane. And um, but here, here's here's my question: um, 
Rob Leaves. Rob Leaves. And I and he left a you know, same era when Bruce Leaves made a, Yeah, it was all the grunge. Same era when Vince back, is kicked it? out of yeah. Motley, same era when everyone in Guns N' Roses except Axel is kicked out. Yeah. Grunge, exactly. Grunge comes in and, and, and it, it, it's like that, they say that asteroid that killed the dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, It was yeah. a bit like that. <clears throat> but I think for people like, say, Bruce Dickinson and Rob Halford and others, because you can see that in Motley Crue choosing you know, John Karabi to replace... Yeah. Vince Neil, they're looking for a, they don't want a, a dynamite frontman anymore. They want a musician. Yeah. Because they want to make real music. Big mistake, but there you go. At the time, you know, if you remember, Rob, not so, not long after, came out publicly. I remember there's a fantastic picture of him wearing this this sort of jacket that was like like feathers. I don't know if it was feathers, but it was clearly not the Judas mm. Priest look. And uh, and it didn't it didn't play. It didn't it actually damaged, dented his career. Yeah, trajectory. yeah. Well, he was just so synonymous with heavy metal, and I think he he obviously wanted to explore, yeah, kind of the harder edges. I mean, he was, he, yeah, he didn't go down the grunge route. He went very much down the kind of new metal, Pantera type stuff, didn't he? With two and fight, but yeah, you know, in the end, we knew he was going to. He's like Frank Sinatra. We knew he was going to come back. <laughs> He's going to come back to the priest. Well, I hope so. Truthfully, I, I actually didn't know. I mean, it was only when, you know, Bruce comes back, Rob's comes, and you mm. go, ah, oh, we're now in the classic rock era yeah, yeah. where you don't care what the new album sounds like so much as you want the five guys yeah. or the four guys or whatever it is. But Ripper comes in. The so Ripper. give me your considered opinion on The Priest with Ripper because Ripper, you know, well, he was a uh, Halford... Tribute act, he was, a bit he like was, Arnell, he, your friend, uh, Arne- dear friend, my Arnell, dear friend, please Arnell. don't tell that fucking story again in Journey. Oh, a wonderful <laughs> singer, Arnell. He really is. Well, yeah, but Ripper was in a priest tribute He band. was, and he did, t- I mean, in the same way that Arnell sounds a lot like Steve Perry. Because Ripper, he was in a tribute band. Yeah, the Ripper sounds an awful lot like... Uh, um, Rob Halford. Rob Halford, and of course Priest had had a song called... <laughs> Called the Ripper. Well, that's why he called himself you, yeah, the Ripper, you, wasn't it? I don't yeah. think his real name was Ripper. It was Tim. Oh no, it was, uh, I christen you Ripper. Ripper was, hashtag yeah. Hotton. Yeah. Well, no, he was Ripper Owens, wasn't he? That was his name, Tim Ripper Owens. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know because the Ripper wasn't one of the priest's best known songs. It is on Unleashed in the East, I think. And uh, yeah, well, well, but yeah, because when he was in his tribute band, Tim Owens became Tim Ripper Owens. Yeah, I don't know. He I don't probably know if ripped that, the shit out yeah. of that song. It was a great singer. Or he, or he ripped off Judas Priest. <laughs> but he ends up in Judas he ends up Priest. In the priest. So what do you make of that Wailing era? Away. That era, I can't remember anything about it at all. You don't remember the actuality? No, not at all. All I remember is they made a film about it and then made the great mistake of changing the names of everything and it became like the band in the film called something like Steel Dragon or something. Yeah. Oh, that was somewhere you, Jason Bonham Yeah, was you the think, yeah, if you're going to do it, just do it, do it properly. Right. You know. I forgot that that was based on the based trajectory on the Ripper. Because he was one of the first tribute people. Now, obviously, it's a, you know, a well But he was very, I mean, uh, talented. Yeah. Ta- Ripper, talented guy. Talented guy. Just not, just not, um, not Rob. Yeah, that's the thing. It's all those things, isn't it? We, we, where the singer obviously is the hardest person to replace, and unless you did it in an era 
before time, like Deep Purple, or you, you know. Or in an era slightly before major American fame, like ACDC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then you get away with it. It would have been like a top ten album in America, but Back in Black was the game changer. But you can't sort of be priest and go along for 30 years and then you change a singer. You can't be journey and go along for 30 years and change a singer. Without people always going, oh, that's not so-and-so. I think also with journey, it kind of worked because... You know, they're not in the business of, of still making great albums. Yeah. No. They're in the business but of doing you, a jukebox concert. I'll tell you concert. what, they, yeah, they are. But I'll tell you what, I was, when I was waiting for the golf to come on the other day, <laughs> idling through the channels, and they had the Eagles in concert from 2018. Right. right. No joke, it went on for, I didn't watch it, it went on for three hours, right? <laughs> I know they've got, it's there at the LA Forum, and there's just a line of people across the stage very few of whom seem to have any connection with the original <laughs> Eagles. They had Vince Gill, right. the country singer. Yeah. He's in it. Yeah. They, oh, had, uh, they had the son of Glenn Fry. Yeah. He's in it. Yeah. They had Timothy B. Schmidt, who was admittedly in the he Eagles. He was actually but he in wasn't, the Eagles. He wasn't in it for that long, was he? Was he in the classic bit of the Eagles? Or was I he? don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then they obviously had, you know, the Don, the evil Don at the back on the drums, you know. Until he comes down the front comes and down the front, somebody else Comes drum. down the front and does Boys of Summer. Oh, they had loads of, like, additional musicians, loads of them. But they sounded amazing. I mean, they, you know. whether have the technology. Yeah. Well, they do, but also Vince Gill is obviously, he's a brilliant singer. Oh, uh, and he could, great he could writer really, Yeah, he could well, really yeah. do it. But yeah. yeah, but I mean, it was that thing. No one was sitting there going... Oh, fucking hell, it's Vince Gill, it's not, you know, But whatever. the Eagles, in common with Journey... Oh, Coco's come over to say, hello, Coco. Um, they're able to do hit, 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 They hit, are. And, it's the, and, song, and they, never pop had, song, pop song. they never had just one singer, either the Eagles, did they? Sometimes it was Don, sometimes, sometimes it was Glenn, Glenn sometimes, it, sometimes was, it was the other guy. The other bloke. The bass player. Like, oh, God, they had Joe Walsh, who just gurning the whole time... <laughs> <laughs> weird faces it just looked I mean he looked oh. he was probably lit up as they yeah, say yeah probably yeah they all kind of life's just... been good yeah that's to what he did he did so life's life been good he did that one that is a great he song did. the he lyrics did. are hilarious and the Don did uh, Boys of Summer of course but The Priest it's a different proposition yeah because you're not going to hear well they, they did have quite a few hit songs but that's not what gets you through the door. You're yeah. going to see... It's like going to see Tutankhamun's tomb. Yeah, the one thing know. they never did, which is the, the absolute... I, I say this is the worst thing that can happen, and it happened to Saxon, and it's happened to a few other... It's happened to Queensryche, I think. What happens is the singer leaves and does their version of the band. Mm. So you get, you know, yep. this is Jeff Tate's yeah. Queensryche, yeah. and then there's another Queensryche, which is, you know... Ken, Ken's Queen's Ken Yeah, Ken DeGarmo. It's right, that was his name, wasn't it? Chris DeGarmo. Oh, Do you know why he left? I, well, I don't know why he left. But you know what he did after he left Queen's Started a gardening business, I don't know. Commercial airline pilot. Did he? Yeah. Because Seattle is Jet City, yeah, right? yeah. Boeing and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, good for him. Yeah. You're a captain today. <laughs> We're Chris DeGarmo. Chris DeGarmo. We'll be flying on oh, Operation yeah. Minecraft. See, I'd rather... Would you rather be flown by Chris DeGarmo or Bruce Dickinson? Chris DeGarmo, <laughs> definitely. Because <laughs> Bruce has just come off stage. At least DeGarmo had the decency to give up the day job. Yeah, you know, yeah. To actually turn piloting into a vocation. You don't want a pilot who's like, 
half the time he's a pilot and half the time he's yeah. something else. It's like, you um, don't want yeah. a half-time yeah. pilot. Oh, I phoned my operation today with the doctor. And he also, you know... He's, he's a singer in a... Yeah, yeah, in he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he does an Eagles group. tribute band, yeah. <laughs> and he's not being my surgeon. And yeah. that's his first priority, that's, by yeah, the way. Yeah. This if he other gets stuff a gig, he does for fun. If he gets a gig, the operation's off. Yeah, or he'll come back later. Yeah, later, once the gig's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's feeling like he wants a bit exactly. of fun after the show. You don't want that. DeGarmo, I like that. I like yeah. that about DeGarmo. Yeah, but, yeah but Saxon always... Because always, there was... Oliver Dawson Saxon or something, wasn't there? And Coco's just done the most disgusting fart. That's what he thinks of Oliver Dawson Saxon. <laughs> there was, so there's was two, Oliver Dawson's Saxon? It was called Oliver... Because Graham Oliver, was Dobby Dawson... Yeah, Dobby Dawson, legendary bass player. <laughs> they had their version and then there was another. <laughs> Do you remember Dobby? He was Dobby great. Do- I last saw Dobby in Harry Potter. I think last yeah, time I saw yeah. Dobby. But so anyway, yeah. let's move on because we're running out of time. Oh, um, oh thank God! <laughs> Rob comes back. He does. Of course he does. Of course he bloody does. He's been back for longer than he was out now. So just to condense a little bit, he comes back. We get Nostradamus. We get some. I mean, this is Priest back yeah. in the twenty-first century. You know, Rob better than ever. To me, the band as good as ever. Um, well, they shell off KK. Well, KK buys a golf course. Did he buy a golf course? I don't know what he did. He did. He, he bought got a golf a, course. He's, he's got a, a club a in the Midlands called the Steel Mill. Has he? Steel Mill. Oh, is that his? Yeah. Um, he's gone. He's like a he's probably like a land baron now. You know, he goes around in boots and <laughs> you know he walks around. Here he comes, I, I don't, like Squire K. I, I don't know if he does because I remember. I think he does. Download. He's over the golf club, you know. And they go, oh, there he Download is. Download two thousand and nine. I was one of a bevy of on-site DJs. Oh, were you? And um, one of the you're in this little caravan thing, and they wheel them in, and KK came in, and it was and it was it was completely a non-priest entrance. There was no yeah. fanfare. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. That's what it'd be. I like. had to kind yeah. of, I had to kind yeah. of do a double take. Yeah, I went, it's KK, right? It's KK. Yeah, yeah. and he was lovely. Your close personal friend. But Glenn, Glenn, of course, sadly became very ill, and so he couldn't carry on. Um, I'm assuming they've still got the same bass player who who was solid as a rock all those years. Ian Hill. Ian Hill. Exactly. Yeah, your mate. Love see, Ian. See this... <laughs> no, seriously, love your, Ian's cool. My, my close personal friends who I hung out with at Rock in Rio, but I can only remember Rob and Glenn. <laughs> well, no, no but, in fairness, it's like I'd saying say, Guns and Roses, who was, who yeah, was okay, uh, yeah. the keyboardist, you know. Dizzy Reed. Well, you might know that, yeah, but I yeah. couldn't possibly comment. Yeah. Well, who's, what's the name of the new girl vocalist then? Uh, keyboardist. Guns N' Roses have got a girl keyboard. Oh, for fuck's sake. She's only been in it for five years. I've told you this before. <laughs> I, you asked me about Guns N' Roses. I had no idea what they're doing now. As you know, they got back together. They got back together. I remember that. And then Axel did the ACDC thing. And, and that was the last got... time I spoke to Arlette. Well, okay. They carried on playing then for another couple of years. Yeah, right they did a tour. The they did a tour. So, so what? What did they do? They did a tour. So what? Well, they had a girl keyboardist. Uh, okay, yeah. Well... Well, what? I thought Axel does the keyboards. No. In the cold, no, I'm a rain. <laughs> he loves that bit. Do that again. In the cold, no, I'm a rain. 
He's got that. That's Axel, is it? That's Axel. I, 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 no, 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 heaven's door. <laughs> What's this you're doing on knocking? Because he's on the he piano doesn't... when he does no, it. No, he doesn't. He's walking around when is he does he... knocking on heaven's door. Okay. What's terrible, all this? terrible version. <laughs> really terrible. So, back to the priest. So these days, um, as you have mentioned, they were supposed to go and do this Titanic tour in 2019 with Aussie. Aptly named. I have no no doubt that they will tour again as soon as they're able. Yeah. Aussie, not so much. But um, it's Rob, Ian Hill, that incredibly impressive, aggressive, strong guy on drums. Scott. Was yeah, his name Scott? American dude. Yeah, but powerful as fuck, you know. Um, and then the two guitarists. Yeah, who are? I don't know. No one knows. The guy that's taken Glenn's spot the, and the guy that took KKKKK's spot. Yeah, K, KK2. He's still in it, I think, though he looks like KK. He does. He's yeah, still that, in it. That's an advantage in my book. It's a bit yeah. like the bloke in Guns N' Roses who who took, who's taken Izzy's spot and he looks like Izzy. Is it Richard Fortas? I don't know. You don't know, do you? I don't know. You don't know anything about Guns and Roses. I don't know anything about Guns and Roses, apart from <laughs> the fact it's very boring to discuss. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. Right, so Priest, the Priest. <laughs> the where, priest. Are, where are we Where are we going to put them in the pantheon of metal gods? At the top. I mean, they've never deviated. They, they are, haven't, have they? They are heavy metal. They're at the top, top of the class. They've never pretended to be anything something Anything else, not. no. No. Never. I think the only time there was a slight finessing was that Turbo album. But they soon still good. got back to pain. Yeah, killer. still good, though. That was a great album. Yeah. But I, I think that you could see them going, well, ZZ Top, we better do this. Yeah. And you saw it in all sorts of groups suddenly. I mean, even Maiden in 86 started using guitar synthesizers. Right. Uh, Wasted Years. Oh, is that called guitar synthesizers? That, that whole album. Uh, somewhere in time is all about guitar synthesizers, oh. but I think because of Ari, they they toned it down slightly. I did slightly. not know that. Yeah. Know. Did you mention that in your review, your KKKKK review? Of course, I. This did. is all guitar synthesizers. Absolutely. I mean, they're good, but yeah. Yeah, no, of course I did. Well I, I I leave no stone unturned. No, in your pursuit of truth and justice for all at all costs. Yes, the truth. I will. made my name. Through telling the unvarnished truth. the truth wall. That's what they call you. (laughs) Brian May used to call me honest. I know, you've said that Honest. No, no, I don't think I've ever... I I don't mention it often. It's not something I would bring up. When we go off mic, I'm going to tell you something about Queen. Ooh! Ooh. Why don't you tell me now? No, I'm going to. Oh, okay. Right, so the priest. The priest! Yeah, top of the class, we've done that bit. Halford. Yeah, Halford's. I Rob think Halford. he's fantastic. He always opened a shop called Rob Halford's, doing like car parts and stuff. No, selling was, underpants. Yeah, underpants and car parts. Just like that, what they call it, passing off, you know. Uh, uh, you, <laughs> and on that, uh, on that, uh, on that congratulatory bombshell. On that note. bombshell. Good idea, Rob. Rob, cut me in. If you do do Rob Halford's, cut me in. Yeah. Yeah. Kill him first, Rob. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review, share it with a friend, or plain old subscribe wherever you listen to it. To getcha some conversation online, follow us on Twitter at getchapod. Until next time, 
This has been a no-filter media production. Say what you want.